Today on Bold Steps Weekend, Mark Job shows us how a thankful spirit can bring about peace, presence, and purpose, even in times of isolation and stress. God has given us the zone of thanksgiving to combat the pressure, anxiety, stress, uh, illnesses of isolation. He's given us the power of thanksgiving to combat the circumstances that we're facing in. Welcome to the new Bold Steps Weekend program with Mark Joe. Mark is the president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Well, it's hard to believe that we're going into year two of this pandemic, but here we are. It's been a wild ride, and many of us might be wondering how we can find peace, purpose, and the presence of God in the midst of everything that's happening. And so this weekend, we're going to be turning to the book of Colossians to see that even in the midst of all the continuing uncertainty and sickness, loneliness and isolation, there's a remedy for those who know God. Mark has titled today's message, The Thanksgiving Zone, and it starts right now. Colossians chapter 3, beginning in verse 15, says this, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Verse 16. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, spiritual songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Word of the Lord. Three times in this passage, we are told uh, to give thanks. And I believe that thanksgiving is connected to our peace, to his presence, and to our purpose. So let's jump into this. Number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. Thanksgiving helps you maintain your relational peace. He says... Let the peace of Christ, by the way, let me say that peace of Christ is more than just natural peace. If you are floating in a pool in 82 degree weather in Florida, you may be floating in that pool and you say, oh, this is so peaceful with classical music in the background. And that's a kind of peace, but that's a circumstantial peace. The kind of peace that we're talking about right here is the peace of Christ. That is not a circumstantial peace. That is a supernatural peace. That is a spiritual peace. Not depending on your circumstances. This is a peace that depends on your relationship with God. So he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And this word rule is an interesting word because it actually has the connotation of let the peace of God be the umpire or the decision maker in your life. It's it's a very specific word that means uh, let the peace 
be the umpire, the, the one that makes decisions in your life. And so what the Apostle Paul is telling us is let the supernatural peace of Christ be the one that helps you in your decision-making process in life. Let he be the one that rule over your emotions. A judge makes a ruling. An umpire makes a ruling. He calls the shots, foul ball or good ball. Uh, he's able to call. So when, our, when we're stressed out, when we have circumstances that overwhelm us, the peace of God calls it out and says, his grace is bigger than that. The blood of Jesus has covered that. He calls it out. He rules over our emotions and over our hearts. Uh, let him rule in your hearts, he says, since as members of one body, now he's talking about the people of God, we are connected to a community. And how are we connected to each other? Uh, the church was birthed in the, on the day of Pentecost. Uh, most scholars believe that the church was born on the day of Pentecost. Why? Because it was on the day of Pentecost that the Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit is our wireless connection to one another. We are one body. Jesus is the head. We are connected to one another via the Holy Spirit. We all have gifts and we are connected to each other and meant to encourage and instruct and rebuke and love and care for one another as the prompting of the Holy Spirit knits it all together. So he says, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. That's our calling. And then it says something very interesting. In the midst of this, he says, and be thankful. Now, this is the common thread that's found in this passage. And, and 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, In everything, and what? Everything. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will in Christ Jesus. Now, once in a while, I have people come up to me and say, Pastor, Pastor, what's the will of God for my life? And I always say, you need to start with what you know. And here's what I do know, that it is God's will for you to have an attitude of thanksgiving in everything. Do you got that? In everything. That means no matter, even in social isolation, even in the midst of COVID-19, in the midst of a recession, in the midst of social unrest, in the midst of some violence around us, God says, my will, what is his will? His perfect will is that we give thanks in everything. So, what's this mean? Well, when the peace of God and when we're operating in thanksgiving, the peace of God acts like an umpire when there's anger, envy, passions arise, and it restrains us. And thanksgiving does something powerful in our lives, by the way. Um, I read to you what isolation does to us. Some of the doctors told us the detrimental effects of isolation. But, you know, studies have been done also about Thanksgiving and the effects, secular studies. For example, uh, one study that was done by a psychologist in the Uni University of California says this, dozens of studies have found that gratitude can improve well-being, can even help people curve depression and anxiety improve cholesterol, hello, 
and get better sleep. Wow. What is that, a medication? No, it's the power of thanksgiving. Now notice, the antidote to, uh, to some of this, if we can't get together yet and life can't go back to normal yet, the antidote to this is the power of thanksgiving. Uh, another uh, psychologist in, at Eastern Washington University, uh, he says, grateful people engage in more exercise, have better dietary behavior, are less likely to smoke and abuse alcohol. Many studies have shown that grateful people tend to be happier overall. Come on. A psychologist is discovering this, but God has stated a long time ago that in everything we are to give thanks. In other words, if you are a follower of Jesus, if you are a believer, then your natural default mode should be the attitude of thanksgiving. In other words, thanksgiving is a positive focus on what is going well and a grateful spirit that honors the person that makes it go well, and that is God himself. So a a, a spirit of thanksgiving is saying, yeah, I know I'm in the middle of COVID, but thank you, Lord, that I'm still breathing, and thank you, Lord, that I'm still well. Thank you that I have a roof over my head, and thank you that you're in control, God. Thank you that the sun is shining. I may not be in Florida right now, but hey, it's hot down in Florida. I'm in Chicago. Thank you, Lord. It's a spirit that says, I'm going to be content. I'm going to focus on what's going well because my God is in control, and he sits upon the throne. And, and, and by the way, uh, when we are thankful, we're less crabby, less grouchy, less critical, and less cynical. How many of you have found yourself a little bit more harder to get along with these days? The stress, the pressure has made some people more crabbier, more critical. I've seen people get into a lot of uh, social media arguments. It seems like there's a lot of volatility right now. And um, grateful, thankful people, it uh, helps diffuse the critical, the negative, uh, because when you're grateful and thankful, there's a positive sense of God is at work and I'm grateful for what God is doing. And so it, it helps, it oils our relationships and helps our relationships move forward. Secondly, what we learn is that thanksgiving helps maintain spiritual renewal. Look at what it says in verse 16. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, As you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs from the Spirit, singing to God, here it goes, this translation says, with gratitude in your hearts. So not only does Thanksgiving help our relational peace with other people, but Thanksgiving also helps us maintain our spiritual renewal. The Apostle Paul is telling them, hey, the message of Christ needs to dwell in you richly. I love that expression, by the way. Uh, The message of Christ shouldn't just be salted on us. It should dwell within us richly, powerfully. It should saturate every part of our being, every fiber of our body. 
every neuron in our brain should be saturated with the message of Christ because we are followers of Jesus. And as we are richly saturated with the message of Christ, what does that mean? The good news that we are forgiven, that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God, that He has a purpose and a plan for our life, that He reigns sovereign. And when we're saturated with the Word and the message of Christ, then what happens is that we have opportunities to teach and to encourage and to uh, worship God through psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and sing and with gratitude to God. In other words, when we are richly saturated with the message of Christ, and there's a spirit of thanksgiving, then it overflows in spiritual renewal in our lives. I love that it says, singing to God with gratitude. This translation says, with gratitude in our hearts. Actually, the word used there for gratitude is the word charis, which is the word for grace with unmerited grace and favor in our lives that causes us to be grateful to God. Um, it's, it's a powerful expression here. And, and I, I just want to remind you that all throughout Scripture, people that are full of the Spirit of God are people that overflow in a spirit of praise and thanksgiving often. If you have become critical, disgruntled, unhappy, joyless, negative, viewing the world through a dark lens, then you have allowed the enemy to distort the vision of reality because God is in control, and when God is in control, there is something to be thankful for. Psalms 95 verse 1 through 6 says, O come, let us sing for joy to the Lord, and let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. There it goes again. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms, for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all other gods. Here's what I'm telling you, believers. I want you to know that in this time of stress, this time of social isolation, God has given us the zone of thanksgiving to combat the pressure, anxiety, stress, uh, illnesses of isolation. He's given us the power of thanksgiving to combat the circumstances that we're facing now. And then lastly, not only does it help us maintain relational peace, it helps us maintain spiritual renewal, but finally, it helps us to live on purpose as well. Verse 17 says this, and whatever you do, that means it doesn't matter if you're washing dishes, changing a tire like I had to do this past week, uh, working at a job, on a Zoom call, driving in Chicago traffic, help me Jesus, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, in others, whether it's something that you're speaking or whether it's something that you're actually doing in action. Listen, he says, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever we do, from the moment we get up in the morning to the moment we go to bed at night, we should have this mentality that says, I'm doing everything today in Jesus' name. 
And this is what he says. Do it all in the name of Lord, Lord Jesus, giving, th- here it goes again, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is a powerful passage. It's telling us that in this thanksgiving zone, God, when we embrace an attitude of saying, I'm going to choose an attitude of gratitude and thanksgiving, I'm going to bless the Lord instead of cursing, complaining, being critical. What happens is when we embrace an attitude of thanksgiving on a regular basis, it starts to smooth out our relationships because when you're thankful, you even start to look at people differently. You start to be grateful for what people are doing instead of finding the faults in what people are doing. Can I tell you this? When we start operating in the attitude of thanksgiving, I can guarantee that if you get up in the morning and you say, God, the very first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to spend some time in thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, that I'm breathing today. Thank you, Lord, that the sun is shining. Thank you, Lord, that my car still runs. Oh, the door may not open and it may be a little rusted, but I'm still blessing your name that I can get around. Thank you for your goodness. When you start focusing on what is right, thanking God for what is right, what happens is it changes your attitude towards towards people, towards the congregation, towards relationships around you. It affects your peace inside of your heart. It gives you spiritual renewal. People that are continually focused on what is wrong and complaining, it drains them. If you've been critical or if you have been anxious or stressed out, basically what you're doing is you're focusing on what's wrong. Why someone's not doing this? What's the economy going to look like? What if I get sick? What if I don't recover? What if my kid gets sick? What if my husband gets it? What if my job lets me go? You start to go down that road, you'll be constantly worried, constantly overwhelmed and negative. It saps your joy. But when you start to operate in thanksgiving, there's something that's released in the spiritual world that renews your spirit. God's atmosphere is the atmosphere of thanksgiving. The angels worship around the throne of God. The people of God, when they are filled with the Spirit, they bless the Lord and they thank the Lord. And so when people are full of the Spirit, they are grateful people. That means that when God saturates you, you start to give thanks. And when you continue to operate in the spirit of thanksgiving, it renews your spirit. It refreshes your soul. It allows the Spirit of God to fill you in a fresh new way. And lastly, as I said, It helps you to live on purpose because when you determine whatever I do, I'm going to do it in the name of Jesus with thanksgiving. Not like, okay, I'm going to love my spouse in the name of Jesus, but I'm not really happy about it. No, no. I'm going to love my spouse in Jesus' name, and I'm going to be thankful that you give me the power to love them. In other words, I'm grateful, Lord Jesus. There's something that happens It changes our circumstances around, and we begin to live in a different way. So as I close our time together, here's what I want to say. If you have been deeply affected and disrupted by the isolation and various disruptive factors of COVID-19, the recession, the social unrest, if your spirit has been troubled, if anxiety has risen, if you feel disoriented, 
if you feel more sickly in your body, then I'm going to say, God, even though the circumstances may not change for a while because I'm not sure when everything is going to go back to the new normal, but I, but I do believe that God has given you an antidote to the anxiety, depression, that, and stress that you're feeling. And that antidote is to live in the zone of thanksgiving and do what the Spirit of God is beckoning you to do, even right now. And so I'm, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Wherever you're at right now, uh, maybe you're in your kitchen, maybe in your, in your living room, maybe you're in your car, I want you to pause, if you can. I want you to raise your hands towards heaven, unless you're driving, please don't do that. I want you to raise your hand towards heaven, even right now, go ahead, do it, do it, doesn't matter who's around you, and I want you to let your lips start to thank God for his goodness. Yeah, thank him that you have breath, that he's on the throne. Yeah, thank him that he loves you. Thank him that he cares for you. Give him praise that you have a bed to sleep on, a roof over your head. Give him thanks that you have people in your life that you can call up and pray with. Oh yeah, circumstances may not be what you want, but give him thanks for the good that you see. In fact, no, I want you to give him thanks for the future that you have. Thank him for the future of your children. Don't speak curses or criticism or negativity over your own life and future. Start to thank God that he's in control. and Thank God that he holds your future. And thank God that he is sovereign. Begin to thank him right now. Come on, people. Some of you haven't thanked God for a long, long, long time. And we are bursting the power of isolation and we're creating a zone of thanksgiving in which we experience the love of God and the power of God in a fresh new way because we are choosing to worship and thank God in the spirit. Bless your holy name. Yes, so as you heard, Don't wait until your circumstances improve to start thinking. Some of you need to pause right now and say, God, I am going to thank you and start generating thanksgiving and praise even though my circumstances haven't changed. So I'm going to pray with you right now just to get you started. Father, we stop right now and we bless you that you are good. We thank you, Father, that our circumstances may not be great, but your character has not changed. We thank you for the breath in our lungs. We thank you for the beauty of nature. We bless you for the sacrifice of Jesus. We we turn our backs, God, on a spirit of murmuring and complaining and criticism, and we choose, we choose praise and thanksgiving, a sacrifice of praise in Jesus' name, amen. Yes, amen, Mark. Thank you for that. What a great perspective any time of the year. Well, this program and these resources are made possible in part by a special circle of friends who make all of this possible. And when you join with us as a bold partner, you'll be helping us take the message across the country so that others can take their next step with Jesus. 
Becoming a Bold Partner is quick and easy, and you can sign up online at boldstepsweekend.org. And we'll say thanks for your gift of any amount by sending you a copy of our latest Bold Action Gift. It's a book by William Marty called The World of Jesus. To understand Jesus' life and ministry, you need to understand the history and the culture of his world in the first century. Questions like, who were the Pharisees and why was Jesus upset with them? Why were the Samaritans not liked? Or when and why did the Jewish people start worshiping in synagogues rather than the temple? These are the questions that my former professor, excellent professor, by the way, William Marty answers in his book, The World of Jesus. Get to know the times in which Jesus lived and make sense of the people and places in his day as you discover how God prepared the world for the one who would turn it upside down. This book, a Bible history survey of less than 200 pages, is our latest bold action gift, and you can ask for your copy of this insightful and engaging read when you give a gift of any amount to support this ministry. Again, this book is yours when you give a gift of any amount to support the ministry of Bold Steps Weekend. Just call us at 866-535-5580. That's 866-535-5580. If it's easier, you can send your donation in the mail by addressing your envelope to Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Once again, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Well, have you ever wondered what God is up to? I know I have from time to time. And coming up next weekend, that's the topic Mark's going to address. We'll be turning to the book of Genesis. So join us then. I'm Wayne Shepherd, wishing you a relaxing weekend. We'll see you next time here on Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.